don't know when that was. October, maybe, that I had the bottle of root beer over here. I think it, it was November. Probably would have been November. November. So I've started going on this this trek to drink different root beers because why not? I decided this at Cub one day when I saw various kinds of root beer, and I was like, I'm going to do this. So I started, I bought three cans to start with, three 16-ounce cans. Yep, 16-ounce cans. 1919 Liftbridge Rupier and Killabrew. That was the one I was going to suggest. Mm. Liftbridge, it's so good. So I. That's the. Uh, is that Duluth or Stillwater? Stillwater. Stillwater. Stillwater okay. Duluth is bent paddle. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I so I uh, I had taken some notes on some things. The price, the sugar, the crisp, which Ooh. I found is okay. an important feature that I look for in Rupier. Okay. Um, and then the taste. So. Uh, I had 1919 Liftbridge and Killebrew. Killebrew was surprisingly my least favorite. I had pretty high hopes for that. Uh, Killebrew has such a distinct flavor. Yeah. Like, Christian is the biggest root beer fan that I know, and he absolutely hates Killebrew because it has sort of a... It's like it's kind of like spicy. Not like spicy yeah. like hot, but like it has spices in it. Right. Is what it... Yeah. Tastes so it, like it's me. very much an acquired flavor. So yeah. I, I understand. Like I, was, like I think out of those three, Killebrew would also be my least favorite. I still enjoy Killebrew, okay. but it is definitely I, I'm there with you. I just, I was kind of surprised. I kind of felt like wrong. Not I felt like I had to like There's it a little as a twins a fan, little, you know? Yeah, hometown pride that yeah. gets hurt when right. you have Killebrew and you don't like it. But it just right. wasn't good. I was disappointed all around. And in 1919 was my second favorite but it was it was kind of like like root beer floaty without the ice cream it tasted like the ice cream had melted in my root beer and you drank it which is good but not what i was looking for in a root beer so Liftbridge was my favorite um but now i've recently ventured into bottles so i've started with ibc which i am a big fan of Mm -hmm. at the moment very solid i just bought stewart's yesterday have you had spreckers Um, is that the one with the bird on it? I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's like S P R E C H. Yes. Okay. The they've had like this weird low calorie one at uh, Cub, so I'm gonna wait till I get the normal one. You should check Menards. Okay. Like anytime we do a home improvement project at my parents' house, uh, my sister would ask. They had like a four pack of Sprecher root yeah, yeah, beer. Yeah. Um, so Menards usually has it. Also, hardware stores. Interesting. Have <laughs> like this was a this was a thing in my hometown. The Malacca Hardware Store had an entire aisle of novelty soda. Fascinating. And Why? also the Ace Hardware that I go to now in the cities also has an entire aisle of novelty sodas. Weird. Where else would you get them? They're not That's at the a grocery great store. Question. Yeah, I I don't. But why are they I don't know. there? I don't know. So I, I'm just excited to yeah. share this, and I'm gonna have it, to bother you for a, a Fitz. One or we're yeah. gonna have to drive oh. down to St. Louis or something. Well, actually, uh, have you ever been to Bush Stadium? Have you ever been to Minnesota's largest candy store in Jordan? No, but I've driven by it. Yeah. So there, in addition to the candy, like there's a massive selection of candy, they also have a soda room. And the primary feature of this soda room is a wall of root beer hmm. with about 150 different kinds oh of God. root beer. <laughs> one of which is Fitz's. Okay. So you can go, you don't have to drive to St. Louis. It's instead of a eight hour drive, it's a 40 minute drive and you can get your Fitz's. Um, Coincidentally connected to that giant soda room is also an even bigger hardware store. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is this connection? Okay, I, I have a, I have some errands to run. Yeah. But yeah, so that that was the issue we just always walking ran. in with one arm on the show, just knocking them all into a cart. <laughs> well, that was the issue I always ran into because Christian, uh, Nick, Mackenzie, and I, so my siblings and I would all every once in a while we just drive down. It's like, hey, let's go, let's go get some set. It was a fun drive. Um, and then they sell it. They've got like the the twelve. They've got like the six. You could buy a four pack, a six pack, a twelve pack, or a twenty four pack. Hmm. And if you reached a certain number, it was like this is like a dollar ninety nine per bottle until you got to like twelve bottles, and then it was knocked down to a dollar forty nine. Okay. So, so the more you buy, the, the more, more you save. save. You're losing money if you don't buy more. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But that was there the, you go. Yeah. <laughs> that was the issue we always ran into was. Okay, we know there's Fitzes here, and it's just one of those things, like, one, it's just fantastic group beer, but then also it's, like, you know, hometown, reminds of St. Louis, like, okay, do we just get, like, a whole bunch of Fitzes, or do we branch out and try a whole bunch of different things? And so mm. I always was on the side of, I'm just going to get Fitzes, I know I like it, I can't get it anywhere else, this is a treat for me regardless, whereas Christian would, like, systematically go through it, it's like, okay, I'm going to get two bottles of Fitzes, yeah. but then I'm going to pick out, like, 10 different root beers that I can try. And that's where he found out that he didn't like Killebrew. Okay. Uh, but if you're if you're starting root beer quest, I feel like that's like a one-stop shop for everything. Yeah. Maybe I should just sit down and talk to Christian because oh. maybe that will answer the questions that I have. I've, Christian has very strong opinions about very random things like <laughs> root beer um, and city planet and uh uh frozen pizzas. That's that's true. Yeah. Mm, talk about hometown pride. That could bother some people's hometown prides if we're getting into frozen pizza. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to discuss that with Christian. <laughs> no. I don't want to hear his opinion on <laughs> no. my hometown pizza. Well, it's like Christian has a very particular Yeah, the man who loves criteria. Roma. Jax is his Jax. favorite. Jax is his favorite. And so Christian, yeah, above, right? Right. above all else, Christian loves a good deal. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. I respect that a lot. Well, because like, he, he came home one day he's at Cub, he's like, no, I guess what? I just got 11 Jack's pizzas for $10. <laughs> <laughs> of I, course you did. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it was, I, I, I can't remember if it was Jack's, but he's like, I, I just got this many frozen pizzas for $1 less. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That fires me up. Like yeah. when I see this sale sign on something I'm going to oh, get already, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> or like when I go to Aldi and uh, someone forgets to take out the quarter, 25 cent profit. <laughs> I feel great about that. You go buy a gumball with that. Yeah. Huh? Well, I've okay. Jordan, 40 minutes from here. Yep. That's worth it. We should make a, uh, offside sports or a Q4 field trip out there. Just, we should. Yeah. I like, I, I, I want to try Fitz's again as compared to these other ones. Cause I didn't have anything to compare it to and it tasted <laughs> great that night, but I want to try to give an objective. I feel like you should do. An actual root beer tasting. See, where yes. you have like twenty bottles. Yes, you've got little glasses for each of them, and a glass of water where you sip. Do I'm that get right into the microphone yep, with that, that noise, and then you swish out with some water, and then you sip the next one, and you mm -hmm. take notes in between of like what's the what's the notes so on this? Here's what's the palate like. That's that is totally correct. That's the correct way to go about it. Here's why I've not done that. Because I don't want to waste be insufferable. the rest of the bottle. And I don't want to get to root beer 17 and be like, oh my god, anything yeah. but root beer. But I, I was like, oh, I could just try like four of them. But then I'm like, well, that's a 
buy four of them and then I'm going to waste three of them. So uh, and that's the good part about doing this with other people. Cause then everybody opens one different root beer and you all try it. And Boom. then at least in my experience, like when I've done that with my siblings, we've all liked different things better. So like, you know, if we have four different root beers, each one of us will take our favorite. And usually that works out pretty well. Mm. So we'll have to go. Maybe Liz and I are going, or, or maybe we'll go someday. Yeah. We'll just, Truck up to Jordan. Yeah. Down to Jordan? Down to Jordan. Southwest. Down in the middle of the floor. Yeah. Over to Jordan. Podcast. Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> We're going to record a podcast. Sure. At the yeah. world's largest candy store. Why not? It won't be at the world's largest candy store. It'll be next to it. will be in the farm field next to it. <laughs> it is in the middle of nowhere. We could yeah. easily just sit in our car and record and a podcast. Happen. Good acoustics. Yeah. Welcome to the Q4 podcast. Your favorite sports podcast. I think it's your favorite root beer podcast that occasionally talks about sports. It's your favorite podcast that comes together under the guise of talking about or adjacent to athletics. Mostly adjacent. Yeah. Say. yeah. That, that's, that's fair. I think our banter is 99% of the time non-sport related. Not at all. Honestly, Anyone, I, when someone comes to the Q4 podcast, not that anyone is. But if someone were to find the Q4 podcast and listen to an episode without any prompting, I wonder, because I leave some of these banter segments pretty long, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of good stuff in there from my point of view. And as we have discussed before, this podcast is recorded for no one else but us. And honestly, like, whenever I listen back to Q4, they're most of the time, like, I, I think we have adequate takes, sports takes. Honestly, I a lot of time enjoy the banter more than the actual episode. Yeah, because we're unintelligent. None of our takes are good. No, I, I like honestly, I there have been some episodes where I've been very impressed with our takes. And it's like, wow, we actually like we know what we're talking about. Right. We know like that was a really valid and well thought out point. But then also, I don't know, just like you come to Q4, you're expecting sports, but then you get a debate about breakfast sandwiches or if a croissant is better than a bagel or <laughs> you don't what's the best kind of root beer. It just, you don't expect that. And I think it also, it's, it's a little bit more personable. Like it, it invites people in. It's like, Oh, Hey, we're all, we're, we're not just like obsessed with sports. want to talk about it. I was like, I, I tried this really good root beer and I want to talk to you guys about ESPN it. already exists. Exactly. If you want people to not have fun while talking about games, which doesn't make a ton of sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want that, you can go to ESPN or Bleacher Report or anywhere else. But if you want to listen to people talk about sports and take a break to talk about nonsense, we're here for Hello. you. Hello. Well, <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to us. In, in the three years that I've worked professionally in media, that has always been the biggest challenge for any platform for any company trying to figure out to, to, to put a show, how to, how to work a show, particularly podcasts, but what, whatever their content is, it's a, what, uh, what sector, what category does this fill? What need does this provide the community? And more importantly, what are we doing differently than other shows, podcasts of a similar vein? And I feel like if Q4 were just, sports if it was just us talking about it there are thousands of those literally thousands yeah and you can go out there and find it and you'll probably get just as good if not better takes than ours 
probably <laughs> better. I feel like unless we are... you're watching Skip Bayless. True. Well, that just goes without a given. Yeah. True. I was really hoping we could go through. I just hope I can go through a given day without mentioning Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I was making a point that just like this. I'm going to wrap this up and then I'm going to go to another point because that reminded me of something. Oh. Um, uh, it's not related to sports at all. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. But this makes us unique. This makes it fun. This makes us different and I'd say better than just some generic sports podcasts. Yes. Is having the, the diversity. So, dear Speaking listener, of which, if you like weird podcasts, tell your friends about us. Yeah. Like Get our and, listener numbers up to like at least five per episode. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Um, anyway, did you know that Skip Bayless has a brother? And did you know that brother, Rick Bayless, no. is a professional chef and has some phenomenal recipes? Really? Yeah. Like, uh, I had, uh, my parents had Laura's parents over for the first time yesterday. And my dad made some margaritas that were a Rick Bayless recipe. And those were some of the best margaritas I have ever had. Interesting. So whenever we talk about Rick Bayless in our house, we always call him the good Bayless or the better Bayless. <laughs> Rick, this is... So if you would have given me 10 guesses, I would not have guessed professional chef for Skip yeah. Bayless's brother. Yeah. And like... Interesting. American <laughs> chef. Yeah. And he just seems How does like, that happen? I know. I, I honestly don't know. All of the positiveness went to one of the sons, was and it, all of the skipness went to the other son. Was he the favorite? Oh, 100%. Why do you think they named him Skip? They wish they could just <laughs> skip yeah. over Dude, <laughs> Can you imagine Skip they Bayless? They changed his name when he was 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, John. Uh, yeah, we're going to go to the courthouse. Nobody likes you. Oh. <laughs> oh man, interesting. Yeah, he has some some great recipes. So widely known for his PBS series Mexico, one plate at a time. Yeah, widely known, narrowly known, I think. But interesting. No. So he's yeah. he made some good margaritas, huh? Phenomenal margaritas. Interesting. They're very like it's basically like a, a very lime forward um, mix. Love lime, um, and then still adding in just like. A crap ton of of booze. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like it was. Uh, usually, it's a, it's about a, a 50-50 split of the margarita mix itself, and then the the alcohol. And so it's still that, but the way you prepare the mix. So it's it's just lime juice and agave. Mm. But this one, you kind of let it sit. So it's a very tart limeade, basically, with some lime zest in there as well to give it a little bit more of that that bite to it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I've learned so much already. Did you, did your dad just like look up this recipe and then did he know right away or did, did he know of Rick Bayless previous? That oh, sounds yeah. so wrong to say Rick Bayless. Rick yeah, no, Bayless. He, he knew of Rick Bayless. We've done many Rick Bayless recipes before. Ah. Like as you mentioned with the cookbook, he specializes in, in Mexican cuisine mm -hmm. and it's phenomenal. Like we have not had a bad Rick Bayless recipe. Interesting. It's, because it's weird. There hasn't been a good Skip Bayless Hate yeah. in a while, <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of all good yeah. stuffed into one. Yeah. I I would be curious to hear Rick Bayless talk about things because what if what if they're actually just really talented people with horrid opinions? So if he actually went <laughs> yeah. on a show, he would he would be the same. It's just that one has decided not to speak yeah. for a living. 
Which what is if, for their betterment, probably. Instead of Skip and Shannon undisputed, it was Skip and Rick undisputed. Skip and they, is just like like Alex Jones style ranting into a camera <laughs> while Rick is off screen making enchiladas. Just yeah. making food. I wonder if I I wonder what the middle ground is for them. So like there's you know, fifteen minute segment on sports, fifteen minute segment on Mexican cuisine, and then the final thirty minutes of the show is like or, what poker if, or something. Or what if it was like a a traditional like Food Network TV show where it's like the the chef is in their immaculate kitchen uh, and they're preparing food and they're showing you how to make it and then they have like that really staged scene right at the end where they have friends over and it's oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, I'm making this recipe for my friend's birthday and whatnot and they got friends over like, oh my gosh, this is so good. <laughs> what if instead of that, it's Rick Bayless making food. But instead of him telling you how to make it, he's giving sports takes as he's doing it. And then that scene at the end where it's like family getting together, that's 30 minutes. And then it's Skip yelling at Rick for why he's an idiot. <laughs> what if we made a show that just had that just swapped him? Yeah. We have an episode of Undisputed that's Rick Bayless and Shannon yeah. Sharp. And an episode of a PBS cooking show hosted by Skip Bayless. Something tells me that Skip Bayless can't like microwave <laughs> yes. cheese onto some bread. What I if totally he is a agree. phenomenal chef, but just decided? Honestly, that also wouldn't surprise me. Like, if, if Skip is just like a phenomenal cook, like he was just too angry to make that his profession. Yeah, one of the extremes with Skip. It's maybe, never just like normal. Maybe that's why he's so angry. Is that he was always a good chef, but Rick was always just, just a little bit better. better. <laughs> yeah, mm, the better brother. Him. Interesting. We've invented a whole family drama here. We yeah. have. We're like, and honestly, I, I have no idea if any of this is true. Probably but not. We yeah. spoke it into existence. We're, yeah. we're manifesting yeah. it. So, Skip and or Rick, if you're listening to this right now, please make this show a reality. Even if it's not like you guys arguing. Just want to yeah. see what that dynamic is like. I like wonder. That's... Yeah. Let's just talk about LeBron. Like everything. I follow Skip Bayless <laughs> on Twitter and everything is like he uses... La as a prefix to everything, yeah. like la tired or like la bum, la turnover. Yeah. It's just like uh, that, which is funny. It's funny, but it's just like <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I didn't expect to learn about Skippy. I always learn something. I learned about this beautiful Christmas set over here before the show. I've learned about this is an Rick educational Bayless. podcast. Yeah. I should change our podcast category to education. It is as. TJ you and come I, here to learn. As TJ and I were leaving, we dropped off. Uh, I dropped off Laura at TJ and Lisa's house because uh, Lisa and Laura and a couple of their friends were hanging out. Uh, someone made the comment about you know recording for for three hours, and I said no one no one was listening to us talk for three hours. And Lisa was like, "Well, it's like an hour and a half of sports." And I was like, "It's an hour and a half show. It's we not get an hour and a half maybe sports. like twenty minutes of actual sports <laughs> in there, <laughs> right?" And then the rest of it is root beer and roof and margaritas. Um, <laughs> Some of it's sports related. It's sports adjacent. But we're like we're 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 planning our future sub development named after Booth Bonzer. Right. I mean yeah. it's like that the Rick Bayless is the perfect definition of what sports <laughs> adjacent is. Like, Rick Bayless it, is the human incarnation of the Q4 podcast. Yeah. He, it's like he it's is like adjacent kind of. to a guy who is already adjacent to sports. <laughs> yeah. Adjacent squared. There yeah. we go. We if, are we are we are never any more than three degrees of separation <laughs> from something related to sports. And that's that's what we pride ourselves yeah. on. And if I can take this conversation and tie it in. 
uh, to actual sports. The one thing that drives me crazy about Skip Bayless is, and this is just like symptomatic of all annoying Cowboys fans, and I understand why people, most people, don't like the Cowboys. No, I'm going to stop you specifically because they're fans. Before you continue, I want to warn you. You're about to talk about the Cowboys. There is one thing you must not say on today's show. Well, I'm just, I'm. I was using this as a transition to the NFL to talk about right. the Cowboys and that this has been I, – I have made predictions on this show before. And I have talked about the Cowboys on this show before. And it seems like everything I say, they do the opposite. So I am not going to talk about the upcoming Cardinals game. I'm not going to talk about the playoff chase. They are in the playoffs. They have won the division, so they will be no lower than the fourth seed. They had a phenomenal performance against the Washington football team. The defense looked phenomenal. Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs cemented themselves as Defensive Player of the Year candidates. Dak looked better against Washington than he had for like the last month. And that is all I'm going to say about the Cowboys today. I'm not going to say anything about their upcoming matchup. I'm not going to say anything about Week 18 against the Eagles. I'm not going to say anything about the playoffs. They just looked really good. Against in Washington. Past. In the past, in the they past. have looked really good. They have in the really future, good. we do not know. We do not know. We make no claims. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel <laughs> I feel better than I did at this point two weeks ago. And that is all I will say. Hard, Meanwhile, hard the Vikings. Yeah. Let's take the opposite trend here. Yeah. I Man, want to talk the, about them and predict oh. everything. Nothing will ever be happy in Minnesota. <laughs> we will always be upset. We will always be on the brink of greatness, yet never again will we achieve anything. Can we... Uh, the- ESPN. ESPN released a ranking today. You know what they were ranking? What? The potential head coach vacancies that would be best to land in. You know who's number one on that list? Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. Rated the number one place to go after they fired their head coach because they're bad. So that is an interesting, because there was a rule change this year to where if a team fired their head coach by the end of week 16, they could start interviewing candidates for the head coaching vacancy that following Tuesday. So we're recording on Thursday, the 30th. Two days ago, they could have started interviewing candidates. And like the Jaguars have already started to do that. Was Were there any rumors, speculation about Mike Zimmer being fired before the end of the season? There has been rumor speculation about Mike Zimmer being fired literally every week. This for, but, and but, for like two years. But yeah, specifically, yeah. like before the end of the season so the Vikings could get on board? Or, or would they wait until the end of the season? Not like that I've heard. The, 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 the speculation was always after a terrible performance. Or sorry, Emotional. after a performance where they would lose by one score <laughs> for some reason. Um... Yeah, that's like, yeah. they were never terrible performances. I think it was worse. They were bad enough performances. Yeah. Like, yes. Or just yep. barely below good enough. Yeah. yeah. There have been two games this season. One win, one loss that ended in a uh, score differential of more than eight. Two games. It's week 17. Hmm. That's just ridiculous. So I really thought, I think last week was kind of nail in coffee yeah. for the playoffs. Because they have yeah. the, the they Packers still, this week. And there's still technically a chance where if they went out and they they need help because they are only a game back of the Saints, the Eagles, and the Niners. For but after last the week, final two. After last, after watching this team, 
force three interceptions and still lose by two scores. Was, I don't want them to make the playoffs because I don't know that I'd want to watch that game. Well, because most likely if they make the playoffs, they would be the number seven seed. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. the number two seed is still up in contention right now. It is the Dallas Cowboys. But I don't li- want to watch that game. Most likely it will be <laughs> Especially one. Especially not with Noah or my wife. <laughs> right. It will be one of Dallas, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, or Green Bay. None of those matchups sound like something I would want to subject myself to in the playoffs. We, we can take this conversation in a, in a number of ways, and I really want to take them in all of them. But this question, if the Vikings were to make the playoffs, who would you want to see? Because you're, you're going on the road to their stadium. If they made it in as a number seven seed, who would, Really? Yeah. Because that's that's the closest one is going to be the divisional matchup. That's fair. Because we like couldn't beat the Rams. Don't think we'd be able to beat the Cowboys right now. Certainly won't beat Tampa Bay. Not in the playoffs. I think it's either it was, it's either the Rams or the Packers. Yeah. Like, it, it was funny. I was listening to same Cowboys podcast that I usually listen to, and they were talking about potential playoff matchups. And I thought this was a bizarre take. But someone on the show said they would rather face Philadelphia than Minnesota if the Cowboys may had the number two seed and were hosting a playoff game. I can I can see that only because Minnesota has kept every pretty much every game close. They've come close to good teams. They've beaten the Packers. But also the Vikings, I feel like, are on the downward trend the eagles have won what six in a row and the vikings have been on the downward trend since week one noah well i like i can't you can't figure them out though like i that's the the struggle with them is i still like you always say are the vikings good or the vikings bad and i'm like i still don't know like i I feel like they're they're so much better than their record says but at the same time, I have literally zero trust in them to do anything that they should do. That phrase gets thrown around. I think they are both simultaneously better and worse than their record yeah, shows. I think it depends. We've made the joke, or at least I've made the joke on this podcast before, that Andy Dalton, when he was with the Bengals, was the litmus test of quarterbacks. Where if you had a better quarterback than Andy Dalton, you're probably okay. And if you have a worse quarterback than Andy Dalton, you need a new quarterback. The Vikings might be the litmus test I of the NFL. That's if not you, true, though, because they lost to the Lions and then beat the Packers. I'm, it's just they're they're in such a, a, a middle-of-the-road position where any given week they could win, but any given week they could also lose. Which is why I think it's also there's some justification to that take of wanting to play the Eagles. Because I could see, as a, as a Vikings fan, I think... If they make the playoffs, they lose 100%. But if I was on the other side, I think I would not want to play the Vikings maybe the most out of any of those wildcard teams because of that like volatility. Like they can go a beat a team that was in within one point of the Cardinals and beat the Packers. They like they could beat anybody. And mm-hmm. that's like so is the NFL this year, right? right? Like anyone can beat anyone, but the Vikings have so many good tools in place where like if it came together they could easily win but it could very much not come together and they could lose by 30 in a hurry but it's like i i just don't know like do they deserve to get in the playoffs no probably not at this point but 
I think it'd be great to go beat uh, to beat Green Bay, and then they play the Bears week nineteen or week 18. eighteen. Yeah, I, I think it'd be awesome if they beat the Packers and then lose by forty <laughs> to the Bears. <laughs> well, honestly, I could very I am, much see that happening. The Packers have the Vikings at Lambeau, right? Yeah, and then the Lions also at Lambeau, right? Yeah. Is it at Lambeau? I thought the second I thought game. It was. I thought this. I thought the other one was at Ford Field. Either way, they're they they've got the Vikings and the Lions, and I'm always rooting. <laughs> Both for the Vikings and the Lions. Uh, one, I just like for the Vikings feel that allegiance it's to Minnesota. Yeah. But then also the Lions lovable losers. If the Packers lose one more game, the Cowboys would be the number one seed. So I don't think I've been a bigger Vikings fan <laughs> in my entire life in Minnesota than I am this week. I would also Careful. love... I'm I'm making no predictions because I literally can't figure this team out. I can't predict one way or another. But if the Packers lose to the Vikings twice this year, that would be phenomenal. I know that the Packers, you go on Twitter after the Vikings beat the Packers first year, they're like, oh, congrats on winning your Super Bowl. We'll see you in the playoffs, LOL. Shut up. We beat you. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to talk if you lose to the Vikings. Yeah. Do you think do you think Mike Zimmer is still do you think these last two games matter or the the decision has already been made about if he's going to be here? Do you think he'll be here and do you think the last two games matter? I think he hasn't been fired yet because the Vikings are mathematically in the playoff race. Yeah, okay. So if then they, you if think they, if they somehow make the playoffs, can't fire him. It, you can't fire him. But at the same time, like, if they make the playoffs by some weird fluke miracle or lose in the first round, is that really better than the rest of the season showed? So, building on that, what would it take for Mike Zimmer to keep his job? How far do they have to make it? I get, First off, the premise is... See, that's is it basically guarantee that Mike Zimmer is going to be fired? See, that's the thing. That I don't know. I, there has been no signification one way or another... That Mike Zimmer is either going or staying. There, there has been nothing. There's been nothing about the direction of this team because that's we <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's a good point. They're both good and bad, and nobody wants to talk about what they're doing <laughs> for next year because they technically still have a season to finish. They, I, all of the stuff I've seen about him being fired is speculation All from speculation. the fan base. So that there's no insider report, but there's also no nothing coming out about them like for sure keeping him. Yeah, there's been know. nothing. I mean, it, it's going to be hard to. I mean, it's easy easy decision to fire Urban Meyer when yeah, you compare. Because, you know, the, he was well, like assaulting his players and also other things. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's usually frowned upon. Yeah, um, usually yeah. you don't kick the kicker. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like a Seinfeld bit. Um, but, like, I feel like what Mike Zimmer is... What are you doing? Kicking the kicker! Kicking the kicker! <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, I, I just... It's hard to justify firing Mike Zimmer. For who? Like, who do you bring in in that situation? There- there are so many because it, it's it's not one of those situations like when people are calling for uh, it's usually like a kicker situation like when people are like oh our kicker sucks we need to cut him and go sign another one who else there's no one else on the market you're well, not going to trade for a also- kicker but like for a head coach there are so many other coordinators in the league who 
at least deserve a shot and could be better than Mike Zimmer. Yeah. I, once again, yeah. I use the Cowboys as a reference only because I'm most familiar. Both Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn have had some of the best seasons of their careers uh, and have already been offered or have been asked to interview for several positions already. Like Jacksonville one, had requested to interview both of them. Dan Quinn turned that down. <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah, move. I would have as well. So the Vikings could go and talk to other people. There are other options out there who. I think could be better head coaching options than Mike Zimmer. I don't think Mike Zimmer is a good head coach. At least he so, hasn't been for the last five years. The thing that scares me the most about this situation, about if they fire Mike Zimmer, if they decide to clean house on the coaching staff and get a new head coach, the last time the Lions had a winning record was the year they fired... I'm blanking on his name. Matt Patricia? No. Or before him? Before Matt Patricia. It was... Uh, he's going to... He's gonna Jim get Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. That was the last winning record they had. They fired him. They have been through several head coaches since then. They have not had a winning record. But if you look back at the Mike, Vikings, they've got... Mike Zimmer. The thing that scares me the most is that Mike Zimmer has been consistently at least mediocre. When you fire an at least mediocre head coach... You are welcoming in the potential that we could be the Jets. You're also, if you look, because this situation eerily mirrors the Dallas Cowboys, where you had Jason Garrett, who, aside from 2014, 2016, and 2018, which were all good years, 12 and 4, 2014, 13 and 3, 2016, 10 and 6, 2018, all out by the divisional round. They fired Jason Garrett, who, aside from those three seasons, was the definition of mediocre, the prime example of mediocre, and you get Mike McCarthy. I'm not saying Mike McCarthy is the sole reason that the Cowboys have won the division and are in contention for a number one seed, but what he's done for the culture there can't be denied, and bringing in guys such as Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn to run your team, to help you run that team, that is also equally likely but here's the thing i don't want mike mccarthy you, you're not getting <laughs> Mike McCarthy. i'm just saying you're getting a situation where it is very clear right now that for whatever reason mike zimmer just is not effective as head coach of the minnesota vikings and you need a change of pace at this point because I, we we all agree that the Vikings have a very talented roster right mm -hmm. now offensive line is a little shoddy Defensive secondary is a little shoddy, but aside from that, you have some solid pieces in Dalvin Cook, in Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins has been a good quarterback this been season. Fantastic. You've got, you've got a good front seven, or at least the pieces to contribute to a good front seven there. It's not going to take a whole lot to turn the Vikings around. You just need someone to do it. And Mike Zimmer has shown that he is not the person to do that. Everybody talks about what's such a defensive mastermind he is. The Vikings are 27th overall in defense right yeah. now. That, yeah. that just that doesn't cut it. I, I'm having a horrifying premonition, a vision of the future, hmm. a future that I don't want to go down. Minnesota Vikings head coach Jason Garrett? Minnesota Vikings oh. head coach Clint Kubiak. No, Ooh. I think both of those options are bad. Yeah. yeah. Bad, bad, bad. But also, I can see the Vikings doing that. What about Firing Mike Zimmer and just promoting Clint. I, I want an offensive guy. That would be Clint. Because I think 
Well, I want not him. Can I choose yeah, a different I one? I don't want him I, either. I want an offensive-minded head coach because we've seen how successful it's been in Matt LaFleur. I mean, obviously, talk about pieces already being there. Um, Cliff Kingsbury and Sean McVay. All three offensive-minded guys, all young, all super energetic. I like. We've been defensive coach, defensive coach, defensive coach forever. And it's like, let's just like flip the script a little bit because we have such awesome offensive weapons. Like Justin Jefferson is going to be, uh, he already is a stud. Like he's a stud and he is going to get studlier as the years go on. And I'm like, I think his ceiling is ridiculously high right now. Like even a, even an above Stefan Diggs ceiling, like mega ceiling on like, do you guys understand how high I think the ceiling that, is? Yeah, okay, yeah I understand. Good. And Delvin Cook, even Alexander Madison to fill in when Delvin Cook is hurt. Like they, it's there. Kirk Cousins has had one of the best, if not the best season in his career. And you see how nobody's hating on my guy Kirk right now? Because oh, it's not well, Kirk's you, fault. You have obviously not been on the internet. Well, I don't go to those places <laughs> on the internet anymore. Because the internet is stupid. And because dumb. he's been great. He has he's been. He's been great this year. He's been fantastic. He's kept. He's taking care of the ball. We've said it forever. He's not going to go win you a game. He is not most of the time going to lose you a game. And, like, that's what you're getting out of Kirk. He's been great. That's let's, better than you can get from most of the quarterbacks yeah, in the league right now. Let's, like, flip the script and let's go offense and I see think, what happens. Let's put everything Vikings, in offense. Let's score 60 points a game yeah, and they, give up 50. Who cares? They don't even need a defensive coordinator. What, just, just hire three head coaches yes. all in charge of the offense. <laughs> yep. And it's us. Three. We, we are the three head coaches of the Minnesota Vikings. I think we should be interviewing... Byron Leftwich from the Buccaneers. Now I think that would be awesome. Now, I think he would be great. There's but a suggestion. Why would he leave Tampa Bay? Yeah. And come And why here? would the Vikings hire him? He's good. That's true. Why would they hire someone who's not like the Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator? <laughs> Special teams assistant manager. <laughs> assistant to the manager. <laughs> I, I'm the assistant regional manager for the Cleveland Browns. Well, you're the assistant to the regional manager of the Cleveland Browns. Dude, you know what's pissing me off? Baker Mayfield. That that's just it's kind of taking us in a different direction. Yeah. He's making me angry now. I'm fully off the Baker train. <laughs> Get me. Uh, I don't want to be there anymore. I'm frustrated with him because they can run for eight thousand yards in a game. That's what they're averaging this year: eight thousand <laughs> rushing yards, yards a, a game. game. And he literally. Like, looking at his stat line in the last game, it was literally, when they played the Packers, he had, like, 100 yards and four interceptions. And that's with arguably one of the best running back one-two punches in the league and arguably the best offensive line in the league. Like, the defense isn't covering the pass for the Browns. No. He's throwing interceptions into single zones. And it's just... Like I, I watching that game, it was like okay, I understand he like twisted his ankle on that one and overthrew his receiver. Oh, his receiver fell down, but it's like we're talking about this over and over, dude. Like mm-hmm. he needs to be done. He needs to be gone. And I'm sorry, but what's his face is not the answer. What's his face? The backup. 
Case Keenum is not the answer. Well, now hold on, Justin. He's a not the answer. Anthony. He's not the answer. Let's be realistic. Oh, you are We're being, being objective. No, here. We're being objective. I am being objective. <laughs> and I object Case to your Keenum suggestion. Is Case Keenum the is not the best quarterback in the NFL. Not Fun the fact. Answer. Yeah, but I'm going to mute your microphone. <laughs> Fun fact: On my AP U.S. History exam in tenth grade, for all of the short answer and essay questions. I just wrote Case Keenum in every single one of those. I got a five on that test. <laughs> Not only that, but they gave him a degree in history. Yeah. Because he knew so much. No. They're, okay. Neither of them are the answer. They need to start moving people. That dude from Baltimore looks pretty darn good. I don't remember what his name is. The guy who is basically like Lamar Jackson light. But he's also hurt, so they're starting someone else this week. Tyler Huntley. Yes. That's thank his you. name. Um, they're starting uh, Josh Johnson yeah, this week. Who? That's not even a real person. That's like a Madden created player. And also, oh, that just made me sad. Um, oh yeah, yeah. John Madden uh, died. Forgot about that. Spoiler Rip alert. John Madden. Um, <laughs> I think the Browns could be good. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to. It's not going to be Cowboys Browns in the Super Bowl. I'm nope. sorry, um, but again, potential is there. They just need a new quarterback. I don't know who it is. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. I'd take either of those, to be honest. Better than bigger friggin' Mayfield. One-two punch of Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. I like it. Kirk Cousins <laughs> lines up in the fullback position. Yes. yes. <laughs> Taking lessons from C.J. Ham and Minnesota. Imagine that, like... I think C.J. Ham should get a chance to play quarterback. You continue, Noah. That was just my, <laughs> my just like, thought for today. Kirk Cousins playing for a team with a great offensive line. And obviously the Browns don't have nearly the receiver talent. That the Vikings do. But do you think Kirk would do better in Cleveland than he is now in Minnesota? Mm. Mm. I guess I should ask. It's a two-part question. Would Kirk do better than he is now? And would Kirk's team do better if he were in Cleveland? Cleveland breaks quarterbacks. There's something about true. that team that... Th- w- when was the last time they've had a quarterback that started for three seasons? I mean, Kirk Cousins well, it, is the longest consecutive starting quarterback for the Vikings, too. They, sh- they showed a graphic. Uh, I think the Browns played the Patriots sometime in 2019, right before Tom Brady left. And they showed in the time that Tom Brady mm. was quarterback for the Patriots, the Browns had, I think it was like 23 or 24 starting quarterbacks. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's been a revolving door. Yeah. You've seen the memes of people with the jerseys and the tape, and they yeah. write someone, Mike yep. Glennon and Brandon the worst, else. the worst thing is that it's been a revolving door since the beginning of the franchise. Yeah. I mean, And yeah. the franchise that left has been pretty solid since they left. I, I, I don't know who it is, but a, a move needs to be made. Because the poor Browns, I'm telling you. They suffered enough, and they they were solid this year. They were, but there was hope. The last two years, they have looked, at least early in the season, they have looked like they could compete. They're now that I don't know who said it, but now that you're comparing them to the Vikings, well, from your question, it's kind of like scary how Vikings esque they are. Mm-hmm. Strong run game. Well, I record is similar. I guess that's about it. But, right. Hmm. That makes me kind of sad. The last two years, 
very clearly the world has been out of whack. Mm-hmm. I think Fair. it's because the Browns were winning. And now things are going to get back to normal. And the Browns are oh, going to go 0 and 17 no. next year. We don't need that. We don't we don't need that anymore. It's it's better when the Browns are winning. Not the whole last two years part, but it's just... I want you to look at the world outside right now, Anthony. Football Tell is, me that things are better off with football, the Browns being a winning team. Football is better with the Browns winning, not as a winning team, because I don't think they're going to end the season as a winning team, but winning, I think, is it's it's good for it's good for the NFL. Um, disappointed how the Browns are going to finish, but uh, I think, unfortunately, the Packers are kind of the team to beat at the moment. Say it with me, Anthony. There's always next year. No. <laughs> well, there's a, I was thinking earlier, I was like, we should just record your, like, I don't even know if they're good, I don't know if they're bad, this is stupid, I hate this, because we should just play that every yeah, couple of months. Yeah, a constant loop. Like, when the they Wild mean, lose in the twins, first round. The wild. When the wild Twins number one team in, or, lose to the Yankees. Uh, close to number one in the NHL. Yeah, you NHL just NHL wait, is, boy. <laughs> NHL is very weird right now with the whole suspended season oh, yeah, and gosh, like, yeah. all the taxi squad stuff. But, yeah. Uh, wow, they're good. Timberwolves are. Timberwolves are a lot better. They're better. They're like three hundred percent better than the, they were last. The Timberwolves I went to, are pulling a Cleveland Browns. I think they're looking better. They're going to be bad again in two years. Yeah, and then also like, I went right? to a Timberwolves game a couple weeks ago against the Jazz, and it was pretty close for like the first half, maybe the first three quarters, and then they lost one hundred and thirty to one hundred and four. That's like it was. Right. Yeah, there's something about the fourth quarter in Minnesota that just. Doesn't work. Doesn't no work one seems more. to be. Now that I think about it, the Twins' problem has always been the bullpen. Timberwolves so can't defend at the fourth quarter. Vikings can't defend the last two minutes. Are the Wild, wild. good in the third period? I have no idea. Yeah, they're really. They're like they, <laughs> Wild have been clutch. They're, they've they're been like, what, down. They're been, the best team in the NHL right now, right? Yes, and they have been uh, going into the third period down in a lot of their games. Interesting, and have been. Healing it. So we just need to get Whatever some of the cereal that the Wild are eating. Bill Grin needs to be the head coach of literally every Minnesota sports franchise <laughs> just at all the them. same time. All of them. It's like a small town high school. Yeah, he's 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 coaching <laughs> the team while prepping his notes for tomorrow's practice yeah. for the Timberwolves. Oh man, I don't know. Sports are weird right now. But the the NFL has been extremely exciting this year. The, Very. The Dolphins are on like a seven game winning streak. They lost like, seven, then won seven. Yep, that's, that's <laughs> never like, happened there, before. There has never been a team to make it to the playoffs after starting the season one and seven. <laughs> and the Dolphins oh, oh. are on pace to do so. I'm going to pull up the NFL playoff picture right now. Well, um, even the AFC East is super. The weird. AFC East is the, wild. The yeah. AFC, just in general. Yeah. It's it just is nuts. The, are the Chiefs the best team in the AFC? Yep, at eleven and four. Yeah, <laughs> like what, I mean, six weeks ago, remember, we were remember talking if we, they might not make the playoffs. Remember when we were like shocked? They were two and four. Yeah, they were the worst team they in the AFC West. Bad. Yeah. They also, were they looking were bad. bad. Yeah. The Dolphins would need a lot to happen, but mathematically, they are still in contention. For the number two seed, they started one in seven. That's yeah. insane. That's a, if the Titans, Bengals, Bills, Colts, and Patriots all lost for the next two weeks, okay, okay. and the Dolphins <laughs> win right. both of their games, <laughs> if so the like five hottest teams in the NFL right <laughs> now lost, I'm just saying, like it is infinitesimally 
So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, their, their chances are infinitesimal. But just the fact that you can say there is a chance that the Dolphins, who were 1-7 eight weeks ago, could be at the number two seed if these things happen. Like, they could finish with a winning record. They yeah, could. That's insane. Like, whether or not they make the playoffs, they could finish... With a winning record after it, starting one in seven. If the season ended today, they would be the seventh seed. That's crazy, man. That's, they would that's be, cool this year, though. They would be in above the Chargers, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Broncos. All of those teams you just listed, I have no idea, Dolphins included, if they're good or bad. And that's what, like, all of those teams, plus. So, so let's see, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's seven teams all within one game of yeah. the final wild card I, spot. That's I did that's, not that's re- When the NFL announced it was adding one more spot to the playoffs, I was kind of like, eh, it's one spot. Like, that's not going to change anything. It has thrown this the entire league into freaking madness. Yeah. Well, adding it- one more team without that number seven spot. This playoff race is a lot less exciting. Mm-hmm. But because there's a number seven spot, there are five teams that are like within half a game of yeah. each other. We are we are two weeks away from the end of the regular season. Only one AFC playoff spot has been clinched. Dang. The Dolphins could be the number two. They could I am losing my mind. <laughs> I, I should say if, I can't say if anything. all of that happened and the Dolphins ended up at ten and seven and everyone else is at ten and seven, I don't know how the tiebreakers would play out. So they may not have a chance for the second seed, but still they would have the same record as the team with the second seed. Who's who has clinched? Uh the Chiefs. Oh my gosh. And that's funny, like the Chiefs at eleven and four have the best record in the AFC and have clinched a playoff spot. If the Chiefs played in the NFC, they would be the number five seed. And they, so they won nine straight games. Yeah. They started two and four. Yeah. That, dude, I would not want to play the Chiefs. No. 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 no not at all. If I was nope. in the AFC at all, I would not want to play the Chiefs. Nope. It's a scary time. Dang. Yeah. But because on this, on this, on this, we're near the end of the season, and even though my fantasy team will not benefit from this, Derrick Henry is slated to come back. In the first week yeah. of January. Yeah. That, I remember Titans, I was talking about, about that. The Titans without him are the are number two seed. The number two team in the AFC. And just got AJ Brown back last week, who just went insane. I forgot, so, to, I forgot to take him off IR in my fantasy league. And nice. I was, uh, that, that lost me the, the first round of the playoffs. Nice. So, Good job. so we're we're <laughs> looking at we're looking at the Chiefs who are maybe not just the hottest team in the NFL, or not just the hottest team in the AFC, not just the hottest team in the NFL, but maybe the hottest team I've ever seen going into the playoffs. It's they fun. are. Well, I mean, you got the undefeated Patriots. Uh, who lost to hot. the 9-7 and seven Giants. In well, the Super in Bowl. The Super they Bowl. were hot. They were mm, hot up I, until the Super Bowl. They, one of the hottest teams you've ever seen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Keep one going. of the hottest teams I've ever yeah. seen. But they're going to meet up against the Titans, who have held on very well. Without their two biggest offensive weapons. Yeah. 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 And Julio Jones has been nothing this year. He has been literally nothing I, for them. The, yeah. the AFC and the NFC. The NFC is going to be wild. Yeah. You have the Packers, who, as much as I hate to admit it, I was wrong about earlier in the season. They're a yes, good team. And I will I will go on the record. Sorry, Packers fans. I was wrong. Packers are good. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Cowboys are good. 
I'm not going to make a comment on that. I'm not, gonna, I'm, not predicting, I'm not predicting the future. As things stand right now, the Packers are good. The Cowboys are good. Yeah, the Cow- Tampa Bay is good. The Cardinals are good. Are they? I don't know. Because the, the Cowboys... Are they? Are they, the Cardinals have are reeling. They've lost three in a row. They are spiraling right now. The Cardinals now. had a rough... Uh, are on a downslide because, you know, when you lose your quarterback and the number one wide receiver... And running back. And running back. Yeah. You you tend to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, but they, they just need the playoffs and they need it now yeah. because yeah. it's not helping yeah. them. Yeah. But well, that, we right now, if the season ended today, the Cardinals would face the Buccaneers in the and, playoffs. And at, that's, in Tampa. That's a matchup that if we look at last week, we think we know the answer to it. Tampa would beat them. But like in the playoffs, these two teams. Yeah. We're, we're looking at. A very exciting playoffs, even if the Vikings aren't in it. It's mm-hmm. it's super tough. That's been the frustrating yet entertaining part is you literally have no idea who's going to win. And like mm-hmm. any team, I mean, look at Washington football team. Washington football team was one of the, they're on like a four game winning streak. One of one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And then last week it was like the ninth grade C team playing the varsity team. Mm-hmm. Like they just got shellacked. Like I literally, I think I texted in our group message i was like this literally looks like a, a video game mm-hmm. like it looks like noah's playing as the cowboys right now yeah. well I, mean, I usually i call my grandma because uh, she's a big cowboys fan uh, after every game just to talk to her for a couple minutes about how the game went i called her after the cowboys game she just laughed <laughs> seriously <laughs> just, just laugh. like, yeah that was a laughable performance by washington i mean the and that was the same team that two weeks prior Almost staged a successful comeback against Dallas. Like they and, looked like a competent team, a yeah. team that beat Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. And then they, so they had a narrow loss to Dallas, a slightly bigger loss to Philadelphia, and then they just looked defeated. Right, they, they looked hapless against the Cowboys last Sunday. I mean, and on national TV too. Like yeah. that, that was it was an embarrassment. That was like I was heartily enjoying that game, and I was embarrassed <laughs> for Washington. Like that. That just sucks. Was it even better that it was Washington? Oh, it was the best. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. I Watching blowouts is kind of a mixed bag because it does get kind of boring. Yeah. But because usually like blowouts is usually like 35 to 3, 38 to 7, something like that. So there are still like down periods. Like where your team has scored enough to where they're just kind of on cruise control. And it gets boring in the second half. What the Cowboys did with 56 points. I mean, they, they was just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. You had the interceptions. You had Demarcus stupid. Lawrence's yeah. pick six. You have Trayvon Diggs uh, tying the Cowboys' all-time record for uh, single-season interceptions. There are just a whole bunch of things going on. But even if it were a boring game, just the fact that it was against Washington was phenomenal. Also, I'm going to go on a little tangent here, but it Please. made the victory even more sweet. Um, it, two weeks prior, when... They, when the Cowboys played Washington at FedEx Field. It was obviously middle of November or early December, um, kind of cold, and Washington's away benches, the heat of benches, didn't work. And so the Cowboys brought their own because they wanted heated benches, and apparently that turned into a huge national storyline. It's like, oh, wow, the Cowboys are bringing their own benches. And, of course, you know, anything the Cowboys do, everybody's going to like pile on and, and rip on them. And I'd, I'd say deservedly so. Um, and then also during the week, uh, Mike McCarthy, someone, a reporter asked him during a press conference, it's like, you know, are, how are you feeling about the game? Do you think you're going to win? And Mike McCarthy's like, yeah, of course. I mean, I expect to win every game I go into, but people took that as like, oh man, Mike McCarthy's like firing shots against Washington and he doesn't respect their team or whatnot. And it's just like, it was a whole bunch of stuff getting blown up before the game and it was stupid. 
the Cowboys win. And two weeks later, Washington decides, you know, like, you know what, if Dallas is going to bring their benches to our stadium, we're going to bring our benches to their stadium. So, and it's it's in Dallas. It's indoor. They don't need the heat of benches, but Washington brings their own benches. And then proceeds to get their ass, <laughs> their collective ass kicked in 56 to 14. And like, okay, if you're going to do that, if you're going to try and pull that move, you better win you the game. Win at the least, game. at least lose by like seven. Make a statement out of it. Don't. The, the Dallas Cowboys have not scored that many points in a regular season game since 1980. They haven't <laughs> scored that many points in a game in general since the 1992 Super Bowl against the Bills when they won 52 to 17. I I I love that. I think that's awesome. Lakers just like, oh yeah, oh okay, well we'll we'll bring our benches and to to Washington's not credit, but the the Cowboy benches were loud too. They were they were pretty loud. They weren't just benches. They were like. Cowboys, <laughs> right, you know, and but, that's but uh, as and, to be expected yeah, and, from an NFL team. And as a Cowboys fan, like that's fun. It's like you know, it's like, hey, we're here, we're bringing this in, and we're gonna kick your ass, right? Doing that, and, and then and to their credit, they did. And Washington tried to play with the big boys, and they didn't. Yeah, um, I also agree with you. I thought the Mike McCarthy thing was ridiculous. It was, so it was blown out. They of were like, oh, he's he's guaranteeing a win. It's like, yeah. what is he supposed to yeah. say to that question? When you ask a coach. Do you think you're better than this team? Is he supposed to say, no, I think my yeah. team yeah. sucks. Oh, I think we're going to lose. And it's how, it's how it came up, too. Because if Mike McCarthy just, like, unprompted during his press conference, like, oh, yeah, we're going to go into Washington and we're going to win this game. I guarantee it. That's one thing. But a reporter asking, it's like, hey, so uh, yeah, you're going into this game. How do you feel? And Mike McCarthy's like, well, what what do you want me to say? Right. I'm not going to say, oh, question. I'm kind of scared about this game. Like, oh, I'm not sure if we can win this one. It's like, no. He has confidence in his team. The Cowboys have been playing well at that point. So Yeah. That was – I didn't really understand that. People were making yeah. a big deal out of it, and it was like, well, I mean, he, kind of a dumb and question. I hope that we've learned our lesson. Never ask him if he's confident again because he will win by 56. Please. <laughs> right. Please. Yeah. Please, reporters. Keep asking. Dallas Media, if you can hear me, please. Keep asking Mike McCarthy <laughs> dumb questions. Where's the Super Bowl this year? Can I say that? Where's the blank bowl? Where's the big game, wait, as they always the, say on the radio? Wait, did, Where's wait the is big it game? trademarked and you can't it is. say it? Oh, yeah. yeah, but we're fine as long as, like, if we're not using it for promotional purposes, it's okay. fine. Because, like, we had that distinction at KRCG where, for a news story, I could call it the Super Bowl, but we couldn't broadcast it as such because it was on Fox and we're a CBS station. Gotcha. Uh, so, are we... I, I was a part of a CBS station. I, I have claimed no connection to them anymore. <laughs> um, but it's like for all of our ads or whatnot, they couldn't talk okay. about it like that. Or like, um, they That's had all those. so weird. It is. The NFL, sports leagues in general are so sticky mm-hmm. about their mm-hmm. stupid. Because like, they can. And I, as someone who's a fervent supporter of copyright and trademark <laughs> because, you know, artists because and musicians life. because my my life revolves yeah. around people not stealing my yeah. stuff but it's just weird yeah also it's it's in los angeles it's at sofi stadium oh okay Ugh. gosh if the rams now i'm good now i'm upset if the that's rams that i just i don't want the rams to win now because Thank that's you. just that would not be that's what i've been saying this whole time and it, I mean, also that would be two years in a row that the that a, team, a potential Super Bowl team 
Super Bowl winning team would be playing in their home stadium last yeah. year. That's that's happened several times now. It could have it happened was, a couple no, years ago. It could have happened for the first time in Minnesota, but that we just the, had to have, yeah. you know. That was the first, the Bucks last year running. That was the first time a team won a Super Bowl yeah. in their home stadium. Yeah, could have been us. Yeah, could have been. Should have been us. Yeah. Did you I, know? I feel so like, it was the sorry. stupid Eagles yeah. who won here. I feel like that narrative always gets overblown because, like, the Cowboys hosted it in 2010. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, is this the year that the Cowboys will host it? And that's when Tony Rowe went down with injury. Uh, Wade Phillips' team went, like, 1-8 and eight to mm. start off, and we just sucked. Yeah, so. that narrative gets overblown until – it's overblown unless that team is actively in the playoffs. And then you're like – like oh hmm. wait this could be an advantage like the thirteen and three Vikings just like maybe yeah maybe they got a chance and then you know there's always Minneapolis miracle and thirty eight to seven and watching the Eagles pee on the Mary Tyler Moore statue yeah that was disgusting yeah that was a reasons. horrifying time to be <laughs> yeah. here well I was hated that I came downstairs such a stupid week a in few my days life. ago and came downstairs a few days ago and Christian was in his room. And like he just like goes back and watches random highlights for different games. Like he had Donovan McNabb highlights on oh. in the living room one day a little I while mean, ago. But who wouldn't good want stuff? But still, it's just like stuff. he's not an Eagles fan. Has no particular connection to Donovan McNabb. Is just doing it anyway. I come downstairs and all I hear is Diggs sideline <sighs> touchdown, unbelievable. And then just a. <laughs> from Christian, <laughs> I've I've said it before. And I'm going to say it, the worst thing. It's the most Minnesota thing that we have. One of the sports miracles to look back on that there are so few that exist that we have one to look. We have the Minneapolis miracle to look at, and for us, it's always followed up by sadness <laughs> yep. because it, the Minneapolis miracle could have been the thing that led to the Vikings winning a Super Bowl in their home stadium they were one game away but the Minneapolis miracle was followed by 38 to 7 yeah yeah super high high super low low but well, that, still I mean like it was funny I've, I've told this story many times on this podcast before but that was the week we went down to Florida yeah. TJ Sam and I and it was funny like it started on the floor and it ended on the floor. Like I mean, that <laughs> on was on the floor crying with joy yeah, and elation, and then on the floor crying of sadness. And TJ and I were watching the game together, and as it happens, TJ just like collapses on the floor. <laughs> He's got like his hands on his face, on his knees, just ecstatic. Yeah, I, we, my friend Jake was over as well. Jake and I are screaming as it's happening. TJ's just sitting there like, "Oh my gosh, we did it!" And then we go down to Florida. It was a great start to the week. Had a fantastic week. Vikings get their teeth kicked in. And TJ is just laying there motionless, face down on the floor for 45 minutes. Just I, a defeated, was, broken we've, we've man. Posted the, I lost the bet on a podcast a long time ago. Yeah. The video exists on our Twitter page. Yeah. It Maybe it's the wildest swing of emotion I've ever experienced in sports. And the two are intrinsically linked so much so that I can't hear Diggs' sideline touchdown unbelievable without thinking of the sadness that followed. Yep. And that sucks. It generates That's, emotion. That positive and negative. sucks, man. <laughs> Stupid Vikings. Do you? This is. But there's always next year. There's always next year. Always. Next we year. can do this again next year. <laughs> About this time next year, it'll be like, yeah, they're okay. They're, are they good? I don't know. And Byron left, which maybe he's not the coach we need. <laughs> we need a defensive coach. We need a coach. defensive <laughs> mind. Um, so, 
Uh, to take this in a negative direction, uh, John Madden died, 85. Yeah. Did yeah. you see anything about how he died? I didn't see they, anything no. about that. They said it was sudden, but they didn't release a cause of death. Okay, I was looking for that. I was looking on Twitter, which is the, the spot to get all of your reliable information. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the, the NFL put out a statement saying that John Madden passed away unexpectedly, but they didn't say what caused it. I imagine they're waiting for medical examiner report and to notify the family. Yeah. Um, do and, like, you, and like he was 85, so I'm, I'm assuming yeah. it was some medical th- health condition, yeah. thing, which is still sick. Because like up until like they just released the Madden documentary uh, on Christmas, mm-hmm. and he looked great. I mean, he was smiling, having a great time, um, and it's just, it's just sad. I I don't have a personal memory of John Madden. He's like that was he retired right before I started watching football. Like I, I remember hearing about John Madden retiring, but don't and like the only 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 thing I know him from is Madden 06. Like that was the last game that I remember him commentating on. Well, and when you think about it, just that, like there was a couple of things I wanted to talk about with that. But the first thing, like you have FIFA for professional soccer, mm-hmm. you have NHL, you have NBA, 2K, whatever, and then you have Madden. Like yeah. it's just synonymous with there's, there's no game. other well, that, that, sport yeah. that carries a name with it. And I, it's, I, it's interesting because I, it's like, it's not like he won 15 Super Bowls. Like, obviously, he was a super successful head coach, but it was always just interesting to me that he was like, like, yeah, he was just there at the right time in his commentating career. That they, he was like, there well, at the that, right time, but I also think that it was, it was, he was such a well, like a welcoming. That, person that, to the sport. Yeah. It was so easy for people who weren't NFL fans to get into the NFL. Yeah. It's a testament to him. how well he knew the game, how much football knowledge he had. That's just how much he how, loved it. How much he loved it, and then how easily he could relate that to viewers in a way that they can understand. With I, I still remember it was a highlight. I don't remember what it was. It was just kind of like it was a. Okay, highlight. I think it was like the 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 Raiders or something. It was like a, an eleven yard running play, but the running back laid the hit stick on someone, like just completely trucked him. And all I remember is John Madden is going boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and, that, and it, it was such. I remember my mom talking about him too because my mom and my grandma grew up watching football, absolutely loved it, and my mom loved John Madden commentating. And it was just I remember my mom talking about. It. I was like, yeah, it just talks about it in a way where. You feel smarter watching the game mm. when Madden was commentating it, and I think that's he created the the archetype that color commentators to this day are trying to replicate, trying unsuccessfully to do it as yeah. well. Like, and it's like you I, just understand more about the sport. Yeah. Unpopular opinion: I like Chris Collinsworth. I I like Troy Aikman. I love Tony Romo, yeah. and I, all of them do a good job at explaining where players are supposed to be, what's happening on the field. But John Madden didn't John Madden did it in such a way that was just so engaging and obviously had such a deep love for the sport. And I think Romo of the three currently is the closest to do that where you can tell Romo loves what he's doing. There's there's something but, to I think I think you hit on it there where the, the reason we all love Tony Romo commentating and the reason everyone loved John Madden is because they would get really excited about the game. Like, yeah. you've got exciting moments in games where the commentators will get hyped about something, but 
John Madden was just excited to yeah. be there. Yeah. Every game. And it was always just kind of like, yeah, and it's the oh, same, <laughs> the same reason we love Tony Robbins because like he's commentating a game no one gives two craps about, and he's excited and he's to be there. Like he's just, I'm in a booth, I'm watching yeah. football, yeah. I'm just yeah. happy to be here. And the fact that John Madden did that for what was it, almost forty years, so, so yeah, yeah, a long time, and was there for so many. Big moments. Yeah. I mean, he was the voice of the NFL. He was for... synonymous with football. Yeah. He still is. That's why right. Madden is a thing yeah. because you, he was inseparable. Mm. And looking back, I mean, like the, I think it was the first six versions of Madden. So you have Madden and then it was just John Madden football on, mm-hmm. I think it was the Sega Genesis and the SNES. Mm-hmm. And then they started doing the sequential releases of Madden 95, 96. So the original John Madden football through Madden football 2000. All had John Madden on the cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had Madden 2000. Mm-hmm. And he Madden 99. absolutely hated that. He did not want to be on the cover. And so he was the one who pushed to get athletes on the cover starting in 2001. Was that... Who was 2001? Ooh, like oh, Eddie gosh. George or something? Yeah, that sounds... I'm going to... Uh, Madden 2001 hmm. so cover. It was, it was his fault. He started the yeah, curse. It was Eddie George. Wow, that was well, that's awesome. Oh. <laughs> um, but it just the fact that he loved the game so much and didn't want any credit for it. He wasn't like doing it for for fame or or whatever. He just he loved football. I I watched this like five minute memorial thing on on Twitter, which is pretty interesting. And I need to go watch that documentary now. I was like super interested about that. Um, he would. They got to the AFC title game like three or two years in a row or three years in a row, and then they finally got to the Super Bowl. Do you know who they beat for his Super Bowl victory? I can give you a hint. The Minnesota Vikings is the answer. <laughs> yep. That's the hint and the answer. It is. Um, yeah, and I was just like, of course. It just kind of like pissed me off to see that. Like, and- of course, we're part of history. In this way again. This is yeah. one of the four, and I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna add another piece of Please. Minnesota history to this. Do you it. know where John Madden was born? No way. In Minnesota, Austin, Minnesota. What? Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. Interesting. Would, really? Would not yeah. have guessed that. No, I feel like he's. I feel like we would be taking credit for that. Kind of like we take credit for everyone who's born here everyone. that goes somewhere else to yeah. do something fantastic, no. like yeah. Brock Lesnar or Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Why was Brock Lesnar the first one? I didn't even get to Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> I, I was trying so hard to think of someone else while you were saying that. And I was like, okay, I got Brock Lesnar. <laughs> That's the only one I could think of. <laughs> and he, he's gone elsewhere to do great things. Larry Fitzgerald was a more on-topic answer, so I appreciate that. But... Uh, yeah, I didn't no, know he, he was, was born. Minnesota. He was born in 1936 in Austin, Minnesota. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I believe I'm. I'm gonna confirm this, but I believe he uh, was an assistant coach for the Vikings for a bit. At some point, but yeah. Well, while you're looking that up, I just I don't think there's any one person more synonymous with any sport anywhere. Than John Madden is with NFL football. Definitely, yeah, and it it is so synonymous. I mean, no one questions the video game being named after a coach slash no. player. 
Like it's yeah. it's not even it's just and always that, Madden. You playing Madden, like it's interesting. And it makes me sad that Madden as a franchise just sucks so much <laughs> it right really, now. It is so like it does it does not deserve to have Madden's name on it. The after my breaking point was uh two thousand ten. After two thousand ten and beyond until like Madden 16 or 17 was kind of garbage, in my opinion. Um, I think, I don't know, I I very much enjoyed Madden 13, and I think part of that had to do with, for the previous three years, Nick and I got Madden 10, Madden 11, and Madden 12. For the Wii. For the Wii. Mm. And then Madden 13, <laughs> we bought a PlayStation 3. Smart. And so, that, just that jump, it was... Leagues a mile ahead. <laughs> yeah. But really ever since, like, Madden... Because at least, like, Madden 13, Madden 25, Madden 15, it felt like they were, like, trying to do something with the game and try and revolutionize it. Really ever since, like, Madden 15, Madden 16, it's just been the same thing the same. over and over and over again. And yeah. it's a buggy game. It's a glitchy game. There are a lot of small things that don't break the game, but they're just annoying and show a lack of interest in quality that... I don't. It just. It's bad. It, it is a bad game. It's EA for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. This was a side note, and I'm really glad I remember this. Have you seen that new Kurt Warner movie, All American? All American. I haven't. Something. Are you going to? I I kind of thought you'd be all over that. I don't know. It just. To be honest, can I? So I just asked for your opinion, but can I just give you my opinion? Yeah. Um. I think it looks like a. It looks like something that you would watch on the CW. Like, yep. it looks kind of bad. Like, yeah. it looks fake. Yeah. It yep. looks like one of those, like, uh, um, uh, like One Tree Hill-esque yep. shows. Yep. It's like, I love Kurt Warner. I love what Kurt Warner means to the city of St. Louis. He is just an outstanding guy. He's a great quarterback. Uh, and not to sound too dramatic, but... During a, a time when St. Louis was kind of going through a sports drought, the Cardinals were as bad as they had been, like, ever. Um, and the Blues were just kind of there. I mean, what he did for the city, winning the Super Bowl, taking them back to another one, was just phenomenal. But also, yeah, it just... Doing those kinds of things... I, I feel the same way about the blind side with Michael Orr. It just, like, it over-dramatizes a real person's life and makes stories more dramatic, grander than they were. And I feel like that detracts from the real value of Kurt Warner's story. And obviously Kurt Warner is promoting the movie and they had to like, agree. he had to agree to it. So I'm, I'm glad he's getting his story told and I'm glad that he's able to do that. But it just, as, as someone who tells stories for a living, it just feels like it cheapens the story, making it big and dramatic. Whereas the story itself, I mean, going from bagging groceries at Hy-Vee to Super Bowl winning quarterback in, what, five years? That That's impressive. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to see it. I probably will at some <laughs> point. Um, but, yeah, it just I am not particularly interested in seeing it, even though I am a huge Kurt Warner fan. I was kind of confused when I saw the trailer. Like, no disrespect, but I was kind of like, really? Like, Kurt, Kurt Warner? Warner? Yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> Zachary Levi as, as Kurt, Kurt Warner. Warner just uh, feels I don't like weird. that guy. 
He looks like Carson Daly. And I hate oh. Carson Daly so much. I don't like that guy. He looks like a different guy. I hate, I hate Carson I just, Daly so much. Zach Levi just... I don't know. Just now you best watch yourself, sir. Oh no, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say anything bad about Zach Levi, and I, I haven't watched a <laughs> whole lot, lot of Zach like Levi. Carson but it just <laughs> his personality, from what I've seen and the few things I've seen him in and during interviews, isn't Kurt Warner, and it's just hard. He's a different person. To, I, I, I'm just saying, like it doesn't match up <laughs> with Kurt Warner. You shut up. Um, <laughs> I'm disappointed just, they got a different guy to play Kurt Warner in like, this movie. They, they hired Zach Levi because he looks kind of like Kurt Warner when Kurt Warner was 25. He, yeah, if you lean back and squint, it really does kind of yeah, look a little looks, bit like Kurt Warner. This is going to sound so stupid, but he looks like an actor trying to play Kurt Warner. Like, he doesn't actually look like Kurt Warner. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But just their personalities, the... The kind of energy that Zach Levi has compared to Corona, it just it doesn't match. And like watching the trailer, like it was you could tell it was Zach Levi yeah, playing 100%. Kurt Warner. And it's just for those kinds of movies in particular, when it's biographical, when you are playing someone, you want to believe that mm-hmm. it is that person. That's I, why it felt so kind of like fake to me. Yeah. Just looking and one seeing. Carlin, Car- Carson, Carlin, Carson Daly asked, but two, it just didn't look like Kurt Warner. It, from a technical standpoint, how long have we been recording, by the way? Hour and 15 minutes. All right, oh, I'm going to say this right now. That whole, every shot in the trailer looks like it was shot in a warehouse and not in a real building. Yeah. It's so dark, it's, but it's on a the, football it's field. It's so dark in the background. Like, yeah. like he's like there's on lights a football on people. field. Yeah. yeah. I and it's that too. like outside at night, <laughs> but it's in the but Super inside, Bowl. Yeah. I, I was confused about that, and I I don't know. I'll probably watch it and have more yeah. things to say oh, because yeah. I can't remember the last biopic that I thought was good. Mm. So yeah. yep. that that doesn't I, the bar's not high going right. into True. this one, but uh, maybe we'll have a whole maybe we'll have a whole episode just a re- just an in depth <laughs> review. Of it's, it's, Kurt Warner movie. It is sports adjacent. It yeah. is sports Full adjacent. Circle. <laughs> hashtag Romo twenty twenty. Hashtag Go Brown. Hashtag Teddy's job. Hashtag Spoofer Boof. Hashtag Kevin. Hashtag Minshew Man. Hashtag Jolt the Bolts. Hashtag Cobb Bosses. Hashtag Kiss Carter. Hashtag Plug Me In. Hashtag Heck Off Stan. Hashtag WFT or excuse me WTF WFT. <laughs> hashtag Build the Puma. I knew what I knew one of those days that was going to happen. <laughs> Hashtag build the puma, hashtag it wing, hashtag gachow, hashtag hire Jacob Schneider, hashtag ham sandwich, hashtag base foo basscocker, hashtag Ohio does exist, hashtag I didn't need a, uh, hold on, let's pause, hashtag fix the mic for Mike, hashtag who's your bad wagon, hashtag PJ Fleck elite, hashtag quick trip with two C's, hashtag girth. Forgot about that too. <laughs> Appreciate the pause beforehand. (laughs) From all of us here at the Q4 podcast, TJ's over there dying laughing. Girthiest podcast. Oh my god. (laughs) We thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the fact that this is going to get flagged on Spotify for (laughs) something. Uh, Thanks for listening and tune in next time.
Pancake Yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>